right. Well, welcome to another episode, an exciting episode of No More Leadership BS. And I am Myra Hall with the Waypoint Coaching Group. And I have with me Jeff, 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 and Dr. Sam. Say hello to everybody. Hello to everybody. Hello, everybody. <laughs> you had to expect that. Yeah. <laughs> you had to expect that. I mean, what else? I'm a lonely flower in the thorn patch. I'm telling you. <laughs> wow. You just didn't call us cactuses. That's right. Well, ladies, I'm ladies there. and gentlemen, this podcast will be hosted by no one else other than Hyra. The rest of us are leaving. <laughs> See ya. So, <laughs> I appreciate these guys, but. Do you, though? I do. I do. I really do. I love you guys. But anyway, today I want to talk about goals. And I know we've talked about goals, so they're blue in the face, and we have gone down that that road. But I'm going to suggest to you that we need to look at it differently. One of the things that I have learned is big goals can be inspiring. They can get you out of bed in the morning until they don't happen. Until they don't happen. And then they get to be like a leg iron on you, dragging this ball around, and you start with your shoulds and I. I should do this and I'm not doing that. And we forget to celebrate and not only celebrate, but focus on the little steps that we have to take away. How many times have we seen somebody and thought, God, they're an overnight success. How do I do that? I just don't want to spend the time. I just want to be successful. Well, they all have a secret and Aaron Hardy puts it so well in his book, The Compound Effect. It's the little things that are easy to do, but also easy not to do that make the difference. And what does he mean by that? It's the consistent small steps that we do every day. Think of it as a staircase. Your first step is the, the first step on the staircase. And then when you take the next step, you're not starting from the bottom. You are literally held up by that first step that you took. So as you go up staircase towards success, you're building on small habits or small consistent actions every day. Now, we're talking that we're going up, but that can also happen going down. We can lose momentum because of things that we don't do every day. Something that helps you understand this, and I think probably everybody but my husband had heard of it, is the penny analogy, and that was, would you rather have a million dollars right today, or would you rather have one penny that is doubled every day for 30 days? His immediate response, give me the million right now. I want that money. And he said, that's an easy one. Until I explained to him that he just set himself back $4,600,000. Because if you double a penny, which seems small, Every single day, which is consistency, at the end, you get like 5.6 million. I think, don't quote me on that. But the really interesting thing about it is you don't see that increase or until the very end. And it's in the last three days that it makes the biggest difference. That's the overnight success that we see and that we envy from other people. So big dreams, little goals is what I call it. Hashtag big dreams, little goals. And we want to have big dreams. And I know Sam and I talked about this a little bit before in the green room. 
But Sam, can you give us your take on why big dreams, big goals, however you want to call it, are important? Certainly. The the big dream or big goal gives you, that doesn't give you purpose. Your purpose decides what that goal is going to be. If that's what you're moving toward, that gives you some energy and momentum to get there. And using, you know, the staircase analogy or even the compound interest, sometimes our goals aren't that finite. You know, if you imagine that philosopher says you never get anywhere and to get from point A to point B, you have to get halfway there. And then there you go halfway and then you go halfway and you go halfway and you never get there. It's not quite that dramatic, but our goals sometimes are elusive. Or we get other things thrown at us in the middle of it. So it's not as simple as writing out your plan and doing it. You have to also account for all the weirdness that happens, the things you thought you knew and it turns out different or obstacles get uh, put in your way, either by yourself or with some other process you didn't see coming. But with that goal in mind, those things can be overcome as long as you're not burdened by, I didn't do it in a time for mindset. If you understand that there's going to be some jostling, keep going, keep pegging, because getting there is the important part. Getting there by whatever, whatever timeline you set, somewhat less important, typically. I, and you made some excellent points in there, and something that stuck out to me is is making adjustments. And I'm going to throw out there that maybe taking small goals and big dreams is the perfect scenario for that, because as you take those steps and celebrate your goals, then you can take the opportunity to adjust your direction if it's not working. And sometimes when we think linear, when we think point A to point B or point A, B, C, then we have our mindset. This is how we're going to get here. Straight lines, trend lines. And we don't take into the consideration that as we stop at each action, each goal reach, that we can relook at it and say, is this working out the best or do I need to go in a little different direction? We give ourselves that flexibility with keeping the same goal. Geoff, you had mentioned that you have a lot of experience in this. What is your experience and as far as have you ever just gone linear for something and got shot down and then retried it again and realized it was the little steps in between that really set up the success? Yes, absolutely. So as a CrossFit coach and jujitsu practitioner and personal fitness want to be better at my, my, with my body as best as I possibly can. I'm very familiar with this journey because it is that little piece of consistency that gets you to your goal. Now, if you want to set a major goal, that is not going to happen overnight. It's not going to happen right away. And I've seen this. Typically what you see with people is in the fitness realm of, of things, about 21 days of consistent working out and eating well, and you will start to feel different. You will actually feel it. You will feel like, oh, something's changing. You can actually feel it. And in about three to four weeks, you will actually start to notice it when you look at yourself in the mirror. Other people will not notice it for about six to eight weeks. Mm. So it takes almost two months for other people to look at you and say something's changed. And that's a long time for somebody to try and do something on their own to stay motivated, to keep going and keep pushing. Now, I also know that you will start to feel it. You have to celebrate those little wins. You have to celebrate the fact. I can tell you that there's most of the days, most of the mornings that I get up and work out, I don't want to wake up at 4.15 in the morning. But I know that if I don't, I'm not going to go work out. 
And so I have to, I just, that's the only time I, I'm going to work out. And so I get up and as soon as my hit, feet, feet hit the floor, I'm like, okay, cool. That's my halfway point. That's literally my halfway point is, did I just get out of bed and put my feet on the floor? Yes, I did. Okay, cool. Now the rest is like just in the next half, which is just get up. I already set my clothes out for the morning and I'm ready to go. But you have to realize, and I don't know if you're familiar with the term, like I think it's reverse thinking or upside down thinking or reverse goal setting. I don't setting. think so. I don't think so. So reverse goal setting, I just uh, had a friend, a fellow speaker friend talk about this, was that you take whatever goal you want to do and then you write down all of the things that you think are going to stop you from getting to that goal. And then you look at those things, you say, well, wait, how can I avoid that? What, how, how can I stop that? How can I do that? So you're starting to get rid of all of your excuses right away. And then he goes, okay, once you've got those knocked out, and he goes, there's going to be some things that are always going to get in your way. And that's the truth. There's always going to be obstacles. But if something's really worth it, you're going to find a way to get around it or through it or over it or under it or just blow the darn thing up. Because it depends on how bad you want it. You're, you know, your why starts to come into play very heavily there. And so those little small action steps, you don't get to see those. You get to say, okay, I got my feet on the ground today. That's a start. What do I do next? And you just have to keep one step in front of the other, one step in front of the other. That's how you take a, a journey of 10,000 steps is one step at a time. Unless, of course, you're taking and, a long walk off a short cliff, in which case you can make very quick progress. And, and just, just one decision. Yeah. And one decision. Just Not great results, drastic action. That's it. Excellent, excellent points. Uh, Which brings up to me, you gave us a way of, of reverse thinking, but how, and I'm going to put this in Mr. Conroy, how are different ways that we can actually outline the steps that create progress and not just steps every day that we're taking just because we need to take action? That's a good question. I don't think them as big goals. I think them as visions or aspirations in my mind. And, and, and you guys have seen all the pictures. Shortest distance between two points is a straight line. Well, that's never. That's To get what you want is never a straight line. It's, it's a squiggly mess to get from point A to point B. Whenever I've wanted to do something big, I'll, I'll talk about uh, putting on a major event in, in town. You can't do it by yourself, ever. And, and you try and surround yourself with a small group of people that you trust and you provide clarity to that group by explaining what you want, what you're envisioning, seeing if they can encapsulate that envision in their mind and start breaking it down. One of the best events I ever put together, I actually created a quote unquote script from time we begin and then 15 minute increments of what we're doing. And we planned on that for six months. We, we tried to think of every scenario. We tried to think of, I call it the what if game. What if this happens? Or what if that happens? Or what if we did this? What if we could add that? You need to bring that group of people together, uh, that symbiotic energy together and create progress. You can't was there, do, it or do it on your own. In, in thinking about that scenario, was there any foundational things that had to be accomplished? Sure. In, in, I, go ahead. As a leader? Did you feel like you had to lay a foundation that everything else was built on? Absolutely. That's what the crazy stuff that was in my mind. This is what I'm seeing. This is what I see. I see an event. We're going to bring a speaker into town. He's going to fly in on X day. He's going to meet with the board of directors on X day. 
I want him to meet with the sponsors. Uh, He's going to have two sessions of speaking. He's going to have a VIP event, and then he's going to meet with the staff. And this is what I'm seeing in my head. This is the outcome I want. I want to have a thousand people show up. I want this to be a moneymaker. I want to go out and I want to find sponsors for everything we do. Is there a stage sponsor? Is there a sign sponsor? Is there a sound system sponsor? Is there a banner sponsor? Everything is broken down. This was meeting one. This was Jeff throwing spaghetti on the wall saying, this is the crazy crap that's in my head that keeps me up at two in the morning with a notepad and pen. And you think I'm joking, talk to my wife. I sit there and I'm writing stuff down. I'm just, I, I, this is what I want. I want to do this and I want to do that. And I want to have a big fireworks show and I want a big Hindenburg balloon flowing around. And I want, I want zoo animals walking around and stuff. You know, I, this is the goofy stuff that's in my head. This is why I need the people around me to say, how are you going to pay for that? You know? So I'm like, why do you guys crush my dreams and hate America? Why do you do that? That's what I tell them. But you know what? It it was probably one of the best events in my whole 32-year career in nonprofit world that I ever put on. It was the most efficient, and it ran like a Rolex. Once we worked for six months to create a script that everybody had a copy of, and everybody's name was who was responsible on that, they were accountable for that. If you're not familiar with Jocko Wilnick, everybody, yeah? Mm -hmm. He's got a great book called Extreme Accountability. And what he talks about it is, training those people around you and give them the utmost clarity and the utmost training and trust them to do their job and expect them to do their job. And that's exactly what I did is we did the who, what, where, when, how, and why's, who's responsible for it, how you're going to do it, go forth and conquer. And they kick butt. They kick butt. There were seven of them and I called them the Magnificent Seven. And and they're amazing people, but you can't do it on your own. And it's just that constantly we met once a week for an hour to go over the script and to develop the script. And it just takes time, but you got to be, you got to be aware. It, Disney calls it plussing. How do you plus it? How do you make it better? And, and that's how do you add on to your foundation? Yeah. How do yeah, you got to plus and, it? That's, that's and it sounded like you had consistent action every time you met and I had, you had little goals that you needed to reach yep. before the next one came in. Who's yep. going to pay for it? And, Uh, Or how are we going to afford this? And what's it going to entail? And how long is it going to be? And all of that. So all of those, was there ever a time in the middle of it that you had to pivot? You had to like go off of what you had originally thought and made a different decision. And it turned out just fine or better. Oh, it was that part where he wanted the Hindenburg balloon and his staff said, (laughs) wait a minute, there's a problem with that. Well, I just ended up yelling, oh, humanity. Yeah. I mean, we had a major sponsor. We had a major sponsor who wanted to be a little bit more part of it. And I had zero problem with that. The staff had really taken ownership of this event. And it was the, how do we integrate this, our, our major sponsor? I mean, they gave us $25,000. How do we integrate this major sponsor in, into what they want to do? And they, they wanted to have a presence. Most of it was just putting their logo everywhere, but they wanted to say a few words and they wanted access. And, and we made it a win-win because their employees benefited from this as well. And I wanted them to feel the benefit. And I bet you felt very focused also as you did that. I slept well. Yeah. It was over. Very focused. Yeah. But I mean, it's very intense focus. Time. It, and it was great. And it really changed the way you do things because whenever we started doing an event, you start planning months in advance and the script became the norm. The detailed script became the norm and, and having people taking pieces of this script 
and being extremely accountable for their portion of it and trust that they're going to do it. All building blocks. And if you're one of those out there that I said focus and you said, oh, that's my biggest problem. I don't know how to focus. Yeah. But, you know, focus is probably one of the biggest obstacles that we can run into. And if you don't focus, guess what? You Google every place before getting the problem solved. It takes you twice as long to get from A to B. Focus has always been a problem of mine. I feel like I have Medusa in my head with all the little snakes and so many thoughts going on at once. But I'm telling you, we got a nice little packet from Magic Mind to try. And that has helped my focus. I am not kidding you. Um, If they weren't sponsoring us, I would tell you the same thing. Magic Mind is now part of my day. It is um, brings me into focus so I know that I can work hard in the morning time, which is usually one of my hardest times. It is, uh, as I flit around to a hundred different things, I'm able to focus in on what is uh, important to get done for that day. And then I have my afternoons to do more fun stuff, quite frankly. But if you would like to try that, if you have a problem with focus, in any of the rest of you. Yeah, for me, that was actually one of the benefits that I noticed. One, I like the flavor. I felt like energy-wise, I'm pretty energetic already, so I don't know if I noticed the difference there. But I did notice that I was able to sit down and actually focus on a single thing for more than like 10 minutes. So I I actually got probably about three to four hours of focus time out of Mm -hmm. it, which was really spectacular. So yeah, really dug it. Yeah, it it is to me, like I said, it's part of my life. I am very conscious of what I put in my body too, as far as is it good for you? Is it all the stuff that is good for you? And there's nothing in there. I wouldn't feed a baby, except I wouldn't want to be that energetic, I don't suppose. But (laughs) (laughs) seriously, there is, is all natural ingredients and it works together as nature intended. And it gives you that needed boost that we all want to be able to focus on our goals and our dreams. So if you would like to try it out, the good people at Magic Mind have given us a discount to pass on to you. And you can find that at magicmind.com. N-M-L-B-S 20 is our promo code. That's magicmind.com. N-M-L-B-S 20. Mm -hmm. Now I'm going to head toward Jeff Geyer. And Jeff, I am just extremely aware there's going to be people out there that say, now this, this is BS. This is BS. We have to have goals to reach toward. And I agree. I agree. We have to have goals. But what would you say to people that resist this tiny consistent steps every day that create our overnight success in, in an exponential form? What would I say? Wow, there's a lot already been said. I think what I would say is if you don't believe that a goal or your goal is attainable, then we need to talk about your mindset towards not only where you would like to go, but maybe your mindset about where you're presently at. If your mindset is more fixed in that what we have is what we have, and it's not going to be any better. It's not going to be any different. The kind of the chicken little mentality that the sky is falling and we can't find any good employees and the ones we have don't do what we want them to do. And, you know, all, all this stuff that 
that is really, to me, inward-focused or present-focused. And if you're leading, and I know you are, you're listening to this podcast, you're leading or at least desiring to to lead people, you, you have to look beyond the present. You have to look beyond today. And that kind of leads you to say, where do I want to go? Well, wherever that is, that's a goal. It, it doesn't have to be this big, bad, bodacious thing that someday I'm going to be the king of the world or whatever. It, it can be, I'm going to make it through tomorrow. And then it takes the things that you all have been talking about to me is the clarity and the direction and the small steps, the, not to throw more analogies in there, but if you're flying an airplane and you're, you're trying to get to destination X, and, and if you're one degree off as you're headed towards destination X in 60 miles, you'll be a mile from the destination. So it does, like you all are talking about, the, the steps and the compounding interest and all those things make the difference. It, it is the small little things. You're not going to get to tomorrow instantly. Just like when GF was talking, you're not going to get to a healthier body tomorrow or even next week. It depends upon what it is. You don't have to do anything, right? We're, we're human beings and, and we were created with our own wills and all that. And so you can do whatever you want. But if you desire to be someplace different than you are, then you have to do two things. First, determine Make sure you clearly understand where you presently are and then determine where you want to go. And once you've done that, and it seems like a, a huge step, when I hear Geoff talking about, I'm a, what are you, Taekwondo or what's, what's your jujitsu? There it is. Jujitsu. Choking, choking your friends out in pajamas. Choking your friends out. I mean, wow. that, I just, oh my goodness. But if my goal was to be a jujitsu master, I mean, I wouldn't be one after one lesson. You have to be able to say it first. We're exactly right. I can't even spell jujitsu. <laughs> so, you know, there's a J in there, I think, but my, my, silent P, silent P, silent two, P, right? Two. There you go. Two like J's. a pterodactyl. Um, and I believe, I really do believe this, that every one of us wants to win. However, we define winning. That just infers that we're, we're going to be someplace different than we currently are. And you have to have a goal. You have to have the clarity to know where you are and where you want to go. And then with help, and here's the shameless plug for coaches, with help, you can define a plan, a step-by-step -step plan on how to get to where you want to go. And then the final thing that you your mindset has to be is flexible. Because here's the thing, if I say my goal is X, and I set out with my coach this plan of how we're going to get to X, Every time I've done that, when I get to X, it's always better than I thought it was going to be. And it's just like Conroy's description of the big event he put on. It turned out to be better than even he imagined. Once that happens, you have to be a little flexible to accept the, what do you want to call it? The blessing or the change or the growth in wherever you thought you were going to go. So pretty cool. I yeah, That just brought up a thought, and I know we're getting really close to the end of time, but I can't help but throw this out here. As we are getting excited, and if you're working with a coach, this is probably to me one of the biggest benefits is let's take an exercise, just like what Geoff was talking about. You start out, you do a push-up, you want to get up and you want to see abs, okay? You want immediate feedback. You want to know that what you're doing, you're going in the right direction. Am I right there? Would you say? 
And that is where coaches are such great guides because you don't need the external feedback of adoration and, oh, look at those abs and you're ripped and all that kind of stuff because your coach can help you know that you're taking the right steps in the right direction. It'll help you not focus on the external rewards as much as the internal rewards. Uh, anybody have anything to add to that before I, I do the final sign-off here? Yeah, on that point, one thing that I'd like folks to be considering is that there are coaches and there are trainers. And a lot of us are coaches in the purest sense. So we expect folks to have expertise and we help them get to their goals. So when you talk about getting a coach, it's probably less description of how you do what you do and more, how can you get past the obstacle that you see in front of you, right? So we're asking questions to help them be their best selves rather than try to describe for them how to be their best selves. That is perfect. That is perfect because we both have such a tendency to, to beat up on ourselves if we don't think we're doing the right thing and get discouraged. And maybe there's not always a right answer, but there is a good answer and a, and a way to try. So absolutely yes. great there. I appreciate that. And this will bring us actually over time, but I, you know me, I like to talk too much. I'm the woman in the room. I like to talk. <laughs> Sometimes you just got to listen, right? So appreciate you guys weighing in here and giving more love, more clarity to this. I know that this has worked well with some of my clients because they they quit thinking of themselves as having to get this before they have achieved anything. They achieved a little bit along the way. And getting to celebrate that has just really helped with their mindset change. So I just want to remind you all that we would love for you to stop in on Apple. It turns out it's the best place to the Apple podcast farm. To put in your thoughts, we'd love a five-star review. If you have to do a four-star review, please reach out to us first. We will try to correct that. And you can reach us at our brand new text message, text messenger, which is 986-213-0621. Love to know your thoughts or any questions that you have. Obviously, we'd love to put them on our show here and answer them for everybody else that it might be. But you can also do the old school... Ask us at leadershipbs.co. Ask us at leadershipbs.co. So until next time, appreciate you being here and we will talk to you soon. Bye. 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 Letterbook. <laughs>